The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. God sees us already healed. Come on, He sees us through the redemption of Christ. He sees us already very rich. Come on now. Don't let those terms frighten you. Don't settle for second best. Get God's best. Hello, I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, here is a word from today's message. It's, it's a powerful word. God never intended for you to be so worried or concerned about provision or money that you can't do what he's called you to do. No, 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 no. One of the first things he gave Adam is his assignment. He wants you to do something in this earth. He has a purpose for you in this earth, and he wants you to fulfill it. Now, he does not want you to be in this earth wondering about, well, how am I going to take care of this? How am I going to send my kids to school? So forth and so on. No, 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 no. He's made a way of providing for you through his covenant, through his covenant, sowing and reaping is a covenant. It's not a promise. It's a covenant. You can't get it to work by praying or by fasting or by crying. People have tried that. I even tried it. <laughs> it won't work. You get it to work by giving. You get it to work by actually participating in that covenant. You see? And once you do, give shall be given unto you. Why? Because God has already got provisions there, but you've got to activate that covenant through your giving. It's a powerful teaching. Get your Bibles. Get ready to take some good notes. Let's dig deeper into this message. It's called Faith for the Supernatural. Glory to God. The rest. The rest of God. You are in His rest. You are. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Now, here's what God told them. He said, now, I'm sending you into a land and I'm giving you houses. Come on. I'm giving you cities. Now, I want you to see this. Verse 1. Let us therefore fear. Now that word fear there, you can put in your Bible, believe. Lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, underline rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Now I want you to try... No, I want you to do. I want you to... Re, I want you to confess Psalm 115, verse 14. Ten times a day for 30 days. And watch a change come in your life. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Just do what the prophet said, okay? For we which have believed do enter into what? 
rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished, come on, from the where? Foundation of the world. Now, when were the works for you finished? Now, didn't God work six days and make this earth and then at the end of the sixth day made a man? And the seventh day he what? Rested. Did he rest because he was tired? He rest because he was finished. When Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is what? Because he got back what you lost. He got back everything you lost. Next verse, four. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest on what day? Seventh day from all his what? Works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my what? Rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered what? Not in because of what? Unbelief. So they didn't believe it. They didn't believe that that house was already paid for. They didn't believe, come on now, that that healing was already done. They did not believe that the job that they were looking for was already given to them. They didn't believe, I'm just talking about any promises and there were a bunch of them, but they were already done. Say it's already done. Now, let's keep going. Verse seven, again, he limited a certain day saying in David today, after so long a time, as it is said today, if you will hear his voice, come on, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, hmm, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a what? Rest to the who? People of God. For he that is entered into his what? Rest. He also has ceased from his own what? Works. As God did from his, let us therefore, no, pardon me, let us labor therefore to enter into that what? Rest, lest any man fall after the same example of what? Unbelief. All right. Turn to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Over in John chapter 6, this is when the feeding, one of the, one of the um, uh, stories of the feeding of the 5,000. In verse 5, now verse 1 through 4 is talking about the miracles that he did, and that's why people followed him. Say supernatural. supernatural. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come to him. He said to Philip, 
Now where can we buy bread that these may eat? And he said to prove this to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what is that among so many? And Jesus said, what? Make the men sit down. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about how many thousand? Five thousand. And Jesus then took the loaves when he had given thanks, distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remain over and above that unto them that had eaten. All right, let's, let's look at this. Praise God. All right. Jesus came to restore back to mankind everything that he had lost in the fall. And one of the things that he had lost is his, are his provisions. He lost God providing for him. Once he sinned, he cut off God's ability to provide because he doesn't belong to God anymore. He now got the nature of Satan in him. And now God can't just X that man and start over again because the earth doesn't belong to him. The earth was given to Adam and Adam gave it over to, to the devil. So now the devil is running this. So the devil used one person to come in the earth and cause man's fall. Now, God's going to work the same scheme. He's got a man, but he's going to start with a man named Abraham. And he found this man, and this is what he told him. I want to make a covenant with you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. Watch this. And you're going to be a blessing. I'm going to bless those that bless you, curse those that curse you, and in these shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, he was talking right through Abraham to Jesus. Now, notice what the idea is now to get provision back because if you don't have enough provision in Lamentations, I think chapter three, it says it, it, they had no peace cause they forgot prosperity. And a lot of people say, well, that, that's all right. I really don't need no money. Listen, honey, if you don't have enough money to pay that gas bill, you don't have no peace. I'm telling you, the, the, the devil knows that everybody needs provision. So what he tries to do is tie up people with provision so that they won't pursue their vision. And so he knows that the vision that God can give you takes provision and that God is providing. So for, for the saints of God, I put something down in my middle note. It, your redemption is not complete without divine provision. You got what I'm saying? Look what he says over in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7. The rich, come on, rule over the poor. Keep going. And the borrower is servant to the lender. 
Now, what is he saying here? He is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you're not supposed to be the borrower. You're supposed to be the lender. Say amen to this. And my point to you is, is that provision is a part of what your bread is here in this earth. You were never supposed to come back up in here, get saved and be able to do what God told you to do and you don't have any provision. So God is going to provide for you again. So he's made a way that he's provided for you through his covenant. And a covenant is not something that you can cry and make it happen. A covenant is not something that you can fast and make it happen. A covenant takes you doing your part so that it will do its part. Say amen to that. So you can look at it as kind of a law, if you will. So Jesus knew what he was going to do. All he needed is some seed because if he could get some seed, God would give him provision. So what happened, Lord, are y'all still with me here? So what happened is there's a lad here. He's got two fish and five barley loaves. Jesus said, oh, we got that much? And it's what I'm saying is he got this. Once he got it, then the boy gave it to him. So whatever you have, you've got to submit it to the kingdom. Once you submit it to the kingdom, God is authorized to act on it. Come on now, come on. If, if you don't submit it, God can't do anything with it. Lord, that's, that's a tweet right there. So I've got to give it to God because unless I give it to him, he can't multiply it. He can't, it doesn't fall under kingdom jurisdiction. So God has to wait. He's got a law out there. He's got a covenant out there. So he's got to wait until you act on that. Now, a good case in point is that some people think that, hey, wait a minute, uh, now how does that work? It's, it's a law. It, it's a law just like me dropping this book is a law. For example, Potiphar worked it. Potiphar worked it. When Potiphar was now got a slave named Joseph. Y'all remember that? Now, what happened is Joseph began to work for Potiphar. But then what did Potiphar do? He saw the blessing was on Joseph. So he took everything he had and put it in Joseph's hands. And once he did that, Potiphar got rich. But here's the key that most people miss. Potiphar, the Bible says, no longer, this is Genesis chapter 39, no longer look at what was under his hand. He, he, what? he didn't have to take care of provision anymore. What was he doing? He was doing his assignment. And God never intended for you to get hung up on money that you couldn't do what God called you to do. He meant for the purpose, an assignment of, of his life, in, uh, his direction to you to be the most important thing in the earth. He never intended for you to be worried about provision because once you worry about provision, you go over into a kingdom of worry. You go over into that place, that kingdom of darkness, and the tendency is, is to try to do it a way that the world does it. So what happened? Watch this. So Potiphar now has Joseph taking care of all the provision and Potiphar is taking care of his assignment. Notice the same thing with Peter. Peter had a boat. Jesus said, let me use it. What did Peter do? 
slip it into the kingdom. What did Jesus do? Sit down and teach the people. What happened after he finished teaching the people? Then he looked to Peter. He said, Peter, launch out into the deep. Come on and let down your nets for a draught. Now notice what's happening. Seed time, come on, and harvest. That and you sow a seed, it's guaranteed it's going to work. Don't think it won't work because if I drop this Bible, which way is it going? It's going down. This is a law. This is a covenant that he gave to you so that you would no longer have to bear the weight of your own provision. All right, let's show you another example. In Colossians chapter 2, and look at verse 16. Let no man there, therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of a new moon or the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Now notice what he put in there, the Sabbath. This is a sign that God is going to bring mankind back to completeness. He's going to bring mankind back to a place where no longer does he have to bear the weight of his own provision. Folks, where did the earth come from? Came from God. Who did God give it to? Adam. Who did Adam give it to? Satan. What is Jubilee? Jubilee is a time that everything goes back to its rightful owner. That's what it is. And, and, and look, look at Psalm, uh, uh, let me give you one more. Psalm 105 verse 44. Look at that one. Are y'all with me? He gave them the what? Lands of the heathen. And they did what? Inherited the labor of the people. I don't care what they put in it to build it. I better come over here. I don't care what labor they put in it, what money they put in it to build it. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's coming back into the hands of its rightful owner. Now, let me... Now, it, that's what I'm saying, see? See, some didn't believe. There, there, there was unbelief. And sometimes people are preaching stuff that's carnal. And, and you don't need any more of that. You need this right here. You need to know that, wait a minute, if you don't own nothing, that is, that is a bad place to be. Because if somebody has ownership, you got to pay them. And I'm saying the marketplace belongs to the Christian. I'm saying the land, the Christian should be the biggest landowners in any city. Say amen to that. The rich rule over the poor. If they got riches, they're going to tell you what to do. But if you got the riches, you can tell them what to do. Now, I know somebody, oh, he's just talking about money. The thing of it is, if you don't have no money, you can't pay your gas bill, you, are, you can't sleep at you, you can't get your kids in a decent school, you can't, that your provisions are out there and they're in somebody else's hands and I'm telling you, God wants to transfer. There is no way that you and I 
should be struggling trying to pay off a building. Start trying to pay off a building. I should say, listen, we're going to build a new uh, 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 center, and with centers cost $16 million. Now, we'd like to open the, the, the church right now and get people to, to give, and just give as God has told you to give. Uh, uh, so we'll just open it right now. Uh, over there, yes. Okay, how much? One million. Uh, all right, over here, how many? One and a half million. Okay, how much over here? Uh, 500,000. Okay, how much over here? Two minutes go by. Thank you very much. We have it. Thank you. Now let's open our Bibles. Now, you got to preach that. Because when Jesus, when Moses was going into that land, it was impossible. Folks in the natural mind, they couldn't do it. They hadn't been trained in that kind of warfare. They hadn't gotten that kind of knowledge. But I'm telling you, God has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. You'll sit down at that negotiation table and the wisdom of God will drop on you and you'll speak so intelligently, they'll say, let him have this thing. Praise God. The Sabbath was a shadow of something coming. You see my shadow, say, uh, Bill Winston behind that wall, I can see his shadow. But that's not me. It's my shadow. But it's a sign that something's coming. What's coming? The day of completeness. That, that day when God is going to take you back to the garden. And everything that you need, he will provide. Everything, every, it doesn't make it, every wisdom, every, everything, it's already provided. Say amen to that. Now, I'm saying this to us right now, this is God's plan. So Potiphar, notice, he wasn't, he wasn't, he was a polytheistic, devil-worshiping man. I mean, he, he worshiping all them gods. He didn't know nothing about God, Jehovah. But notice what he did. He got rich. Is God in the business of making him rich? No. What he did is he fell into that covenant. He fell into the operation of that if he put all this in Joseph's hands, that thing will multiply back out there. And I'm telling you, if you put it in Jesus' hands, the anointing of multiplication is on that thing and it'll come back. Say amen to that. And when God spoke to me about this shopping mall, he said, I want you to buy that mall. And to praise God. So we had missed one closing because the money didn't have the money. I said, Lord, what am I supposed to do? He said, what do you think you're supposed to do? I said, sow a seed. He said, well, sow it. Praise God. What do we do? We got a big seed. Now, I kind of asked some people whether they thought I should sow it, and most of them said, you know, faster. I said, okay, well, I can't ask you no more. And so what I had to do, come on now, come on, come on. I had to do what he told me to do. Now, I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will tell you where to sow, and the Spirit of God will tell you where to reap. I said, the Spirit of God will tell you where to sow, and the Spirit of God will tell you where to reap. And the next thing I know, I sowed that seed. And when I sowed that seed, power of God took over. And the next thing I know, miracles begin to happen. And what do we see? We see this shopping mall. We see this shopping mall. And I'm saying, notice what he said. Cast all your cares over on who? On me, 
because I what? Care for you. Now, suppose you don't cast him off. He won't care for you. What is he trying to get you to do? Get it off your hands. That's a kingdom of worry. That's a kingdom run by fear. And Satan wants to keep you in that place. He will not let you go. No, not by natural power. You got to sow some seed. You got to break out. And I'm telling you right now that God has your picture up on his mantelpiece. Now you just think about how God sees you. God sees us already here. Come on, he sees us through the redemption of Christ. He sees us already very rich. Come on now. Don't let those terms frighten you. Don't settle for second best. Get God's best. Now wasn't that a powerful message? <laughs> now here is a simple but powerful point that I want you to meditate on. Now this is, this is, this is a powerful thing. Just listen to this. If you work, God has to rest. But if you rest, God has to work. Now, I know people say, wait a minute, you can't make any God do anything. God responds to faith every time. <clears throat> he obligated himself. He said, if you believe, I will act. And that's what it's all about, folks. Now, what does rest mean? Rest doesn't mean go there and just, you know, lay, go to the park bench and feed the pigeons. No, that's not a rest. Rest means you come to the place in this scripture where you know that you know that you know it is so. Now you're at a rest. Now God works. Praise God. But when you rest, can't sleep at night, so forth, and so worried about this, God can't work because you're not in faith. Faith is a rest. Isn't that beautiful? And you got faith. Praise the Lord. Well, next time, this is Bill Winston. We'll see you next time. And until then, we love you and keep walking by faith. Faith for the believer is a lifestyle. In order to please God, we must have faith. Faith in His Word, faith in His promises. But how do you build faith in moments of uncertainty? How do you hold fast in moments of doubt? The answer is simpler than you might think. God has promised to meet your every need. To possess what is already prepared for you, you must believe, receive, and speak the Word in faith. In today's message titled, Faith for the Supernatural, by Dr. Bill Winston. You will learn how to activate your faith in all aspects of your life. Faith for abundance, faith for deliverance, faith for healing, faith for finances, and so much more. Learn how to stand firm in the face of fear and doubt. In the U.S., call us now at 800-711-9327 or go online to BillWinston.org. Or in Canada, call us now at 844-298-2900 or go online to BillWinston.ca and get your copy of today's message, Faith for the Supernatural. Through this message, Dr. Bill Winston will help you develop your faith. Call now to receive this message and start your journey to a deeper understanding of the power of faith that exists within you. Operators are standing by. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. 
Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Periscope and Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together, we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. We love you and look forward to praying and partnering with you. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.